listening to a Sharesies podcast. Tēnā tato katoa. It's Monday the 16th of May. This is Recap, brought to you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. Here's a disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. All right, we're back, Crystal. How have we you are. been? Yeah, good. How are you going up in Auckland? It's great. It's great. Sharesies has got their new Auckland office now, so I'm enjoying yeah. it a lot. And it's also two minutes walk from KFC in downtown here, so it's <laughs> perfect it's pretty location. Fun. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love, love it. it. All right, I think people want to know what's happening with Recap these days. So, unfortunately, this is just going to be a one-off edition of Recap. As listeners know, we are taking a pause. Yeah, that's right. Your favorite little financial news podcast is still going through its remodeling. But for today. Before we get into the latest financial news, we'd like to acknowledge the sad passing of respected investment great and Milford Asset Management founder, Brian Gaynor. Yeah, very sad news and a big loss. He was also a backer of Business Desk, which is a New Zealand business and market news website, a columnist at New Zealand Herald for 23 years, and he was a big part of the investment industry. We send our condolences to Brian's family and friends. Today, we're going to quickly look at the capital raise which New Zealand Oil and Gas are currently in the middle of. I caught up with NZ Oil and Gas CEO Andrew Jeffries to find out more about the company and what it plans on doing with the capital it raises. Great. Cheers, Andrew. Uh, how about you start us off by giving us a bit of a background about NZ Oil and Gas and what you do? Yeah, look, we are a the largest and smallest listed exploration and production company in on the NZX. Um, we're also listed across as a foreign exempt listing on the ASX. Um, oil and gas exploration involves scientists and engineers looking into the earth, trying to understand what's going on, and then we, we look to find the treasures of energy that, is, that are found in there uh, and bring those then bring those to market. So it's about um, science and engineering, and it's about bringing bringing energy to markets. And markets are people. So the gas, we're 95% gas. The gas that we produce heats people's showers, it runs industries, it cooks your salmon on the barbecue. I am a big fan of salmon on the barbecue as well, Andrew. So that's, that's music to my ears here. Now, the reason that we've got you on today is that back in April, NZ Oil and Gas announced a capital raise. Could you take me through some of the details of that, please? Yeah, sure. So we're looking to raise $25 million. Um, that's going towards work that we're undertaking on uh, various assets. So we've got, look, we've got a number of assets. We have, uh, we have, uh, participate in the Coupe gas field in New Zealand. Uh, we participate in the Mari oil field, which is about 80 kilometres off 
South Taranaki in New Zealand, in the Armadais gas fields, which are three fields in Central Australia. And our Q subsidiary um, also has gas production that goes into a dedicated power plant at Sampang on the island of Java in Indonesia, and also some lighter oil production up in Sumatra. Now, in all of those things, we've we've recently purchased the Armadais uh, assets. So, over the last over the last year, it completed um, towards the end of last year. And what that means is, we've well, we've we've spent uh, money to buy these assets. We've also opened ourselves up to an opportunity to continue to develop the assets. We have uh, an opportunity in New Zealand at Coupe. There's a development well, so that's a well into the existing field. We we can use another well um, to maintain our production and to keep bringing the energy that New Zealand needs into the New Zealand market. And then over in Indonesia, our Q subsidiary has a discovery at the Sampang gas field. Um, again, that power station is needing, the power station there is needing power. Um, and there is a development to be to be done at a field called, at a, a Sampang, at a discovery called Power Spiru. And then at the Mahato oil field, which is in Sumatra, Sumatra that's come online around about a year ago. Um, it's continuing to be what we call drilled up. So it's continuing to have wells um, put into the field and continuing to maintain its production levels. So, so we're going to put the money towards drilling in the Armadais Basin, um, the Coupe development well, and then we're going to loan some money to our Q subsidiary to ensure that they can keep up in their um, in their joint ventures. Thanks, Andrew. One thing I saw in that announcement back in April that I was curious about is that it mentioned that NZO will be looking to convert to a full listing on the ASX. Could you talk us through that briefly, please? Sure. Look, we are, as I said, on the New Zealand Stock Exchange, we are the largest and smallest listed exploration production company, which is which is kind of nice when I can go uh, and introduce myself as the CEO of the largest and smallest of something. Um, however, the thing for investors is that we don't have many companies com- to be compared with. Um, on the New Zealand Stock Exchange, we have no other exploration production companies. On the Australian Stock Exchange, under oil and gas exploration and production companies, there are 86, I think, last count. So there are a number of, a, a lot more companies. Um, people just understand the um, the business from uh, better. So it makes sense to be to be moving across. Look, that won't mean that we're um, not available. We're, we're going to simply become a foreign exempt listed company on the NZX. So we'll still be listed on the NZX, but our main listing will move across to the ASX where we've got those additional comparables. Thanks again to Andrew for joining us there. You can also take part in the NZ Oil and Gas Capital Race, even if you don't currently hold shares. In the Sharesies app, you can search for NZ Oil and Gas 
and click on buy and you will see the shortfall offer, which is shares which existing NZ Oil and Gas shareholders who have chosen not to take up their entitlement. Note, this is only open for NZ-based investors. I hear you've got an update for us from the Twitter sphere, Crystal. Yep, old mate Elon Musk, or Muskie as Jose used to like to call him, uh, tweeted over the weekend that his takeover deal is temporarily on hold. Okay, so why is the world's richest man putting on the brakes on the deal? Oh, wah, wah, I get it, yeah. <laughs> He's investigating whether spam and fake bot accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of its 330 million accounts. This is off the back of Musk saying that one of his priorities would be to remove these spam bots from the platform. So does this mean Musk is no longer keen to pursue the deal? Nah, so Musk later tweeted that he is, quote, still committed to acquisition. Uh, But of course, the rumour mill was in full spin as uh, commentators saw this as a hastily constructed ruse. So Musk could back out of a deal that could costly be really costly to him personally, uh, given how much his Tesla stake is tied up in it. For someone like me who has been out of the loop on this deal, is Musk using some of his Tesla shares to help fund the Twitter purchase? Yeah, so as the deal is currently structured, the US $44 billion deal includes a margin loan, which is backed by Musk's Tesla stock. Therefore, if Musk's Tesla holdings were to fall in value um, below a specified price, Musk would then have to pay up in cash, which is referred to as a margin call. So Musk is incentivized to reduce the risk of this happening by getting more investors' money involved, so he's less on the hook. Okay, one last question, given I'm a Twitter rookie who who has never had an account. What new features is Musk looking at implementing if the takeover is successful? I have a couple for you, John. So he's looking at adding an edit button and also authenticating all humans. So John, I hear you're sticking with the takeover uh, theme for our final story today. I am. We are hopping across the ditch to bring you some fresh takeover news from this morning. Brambles Limited, which is a supply chain and pallets company, is rumoured to be targeted by global private equity giant CVZ Capital Partners. Okay, so let's unpack this. Who are CVC Capital Partners and what are they offering? Okay, let's start with the who. So CVC Capital Partners are a massive global private equity firm with assets worth more than 100 billion euros. And so private equity companies are kind of like investment funds that look to purchase companies and restructure them with the aim of generating profits. Now, let's turn to the what. It is just rumoured at this stage, but from reputable sources like the Australian Financial Review, it looks like CVC is looking in, looking at putting in a bid of around $20 billion Australian dollars. And is $20 billion a fair price? Well, Brambles has a current market capitalisation, which refers to the total value of the company's shares, of around $15 billion. And turning back to CVC, where else have they invested in the past? Great question. So CVC has targeted the sports industry in the past, especially in motor racing and rugby union. With international rugby union proving to be the flavour of the month, with CVC currently in talks with the Australian rugby union team, 
after purchasing a stake in the Six Nations tournament last year. And that was recap for the 16th of May. Keep an eye out on our channels for info on when Recap will be back on a regular basis. See you later. Matewa.